once again as we just worship him. I bless your name, Lord. In the name of Jesus, I bless Thanks. 
in for a minute. The devil can try to do what he can, but you cannot be lost. That's amazing. Amen. I want to sing the Revelation song. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. Holy, holy is he. Now let's just cry it out as we sing it. Worthy is the lamb who was slain. Holy, holy. verse now.
stand on it. Oh, God, have your way, Lord Jesus. Lord, we lift our hearts, we lift our voices and our hands, God, to worship, Lord, the God who is worthy of all we have to give. Lord, we don't tell you we love you enough. We don't tell you that you're wonderful enough, oh God, but we want to tell you now, oh God. Truly, Lord, you are worthy of all the glory and the honor, all the power and the praise, Father. It's all yours, oh God. We sing to you this evening, Lord, with love in our hearts for all that you do for us, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are worthy of it all. Let's just sing that chorus as we prepare for prayer now. We'll just sing the chorus maybe. You are worthy of it all. Oh, just make love to him now as you sing it. Lord, you are worthy of it all. take place. Amen. I believe that. As he prays, let's just join our hearts together. If you would. Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, before we come before you and ask anything, we just want to give you thanks, Lord, for all the things you've already done for us, Lord. There's, I know so many testimonies already so poor, Lord, that's already come forth, Lord, things in my life you've done, Lord. But it's another service, Lord, another night, Lord, an opportunity to come before you, Lord. Lord, so just let us not leave here without asking anything that we need of have need of, Lord. Lord, we know that you're more than able to do anything that we can ask, Lord. So, Lord, as we create an atmosphere, just we invite you into this place, Lord. Come and, 
Lord, just move amongst the people, Lord, as Brother Andrew brings forth the word, Lord. Just move upon each and every heart, Lord, that any need could be met, Lord. We ask that you'll bless the musicians, Lord, bless every song that's sang, Lord, where we want everything we do to give glory and honor and praise to you, Lord. So we dedicate this service to you now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask it. Amen. Your seats. We had a wonderful group of young people and counselors come and let me steal some of their time this afternoon and we learned a song that we'd like to maybe sing for you now so you can just come and get ready at this time. Amen. Let's just sing thanks, thanks. I give you thanks for all you've done as you come and the choir will just get ready and then we'll turn the service over to the ministering of the word. We did have one announcement we wanted to remember though tomorrow we are going to take up a love offering for our brother Andrew. So if you'd like to come prepared for that, well, that'll be tomorrow Sunday morning during the service. And have you enjoyed it so far? Amen. God is good. Let's just sing this chorus now as the choir comes and gets ready. Oh, thanks, thanks, Lord, I give you. Because of Jesus, I have 
introduce, I believe we have the words for that. Why don't we start the second verse, go the, the chorus and the, and the bridge, if you would. So now my heart cries. of the Lord. Amen. Is that your testimony tonight? Why don't you stand and we can sing it one more time. Actually, I wanted to sing the blood shall never lose its power. 
That's what I wanted to sing tonight. Just as Brother Andrew would come and sing this song. I'm telling you, say yes, you can go to your seats. You know, the, the saying in the, uh, in the sports is you leave it all on the court. I'm here at Saturday night camp. I am leaving it all on the spiritual court tonight. Oh, come on. Are you, Jack? Okay. You played with a plunger today. You moved a plunger on the ground. You ran for a potato masher because you drew on a bunch of scrap paper on a table. And boy, oh boy, did I hear some cries and some screams. And I heard some rushes and some roars. And I saw somebody tearing like a wild woman and a wild man to get the potato masher. Come on, saints. You should be tearing into the kingdom of God to take a hold of the word that's here tonight before you. Oh, you say, Brother Michael, you're excited. You bet I'm excited because this is my moment. This is my time. And I want to say this blood shall never lose its power. I don't care what spirit is here in this evening service tonight. I would want to say to the devil, we bind you in the name of the Lord Jesus. There is no darkness, no demon, no nothing to hell that will bind the moving of the Holy Spirit. So I can tell you from this seat right here, I am going to tear into the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to pull on the word. I don't really care what you do out there. This is my service. My service. Is it your service? Then let's say it. This blood will never lose its power. No, never as Brother Andrew comes. I want to sing the chorus. For it reaches with to the highest, highest mountain. And it flows. Sing over top of me tonight. Drown me out. Well, valley of the blood. That gives me strength oh, from day to day. It will never lose, never lose its power. Amen. Sing verse 1. Oh, the blood, oh, that Jesus shed oh, for me.
Gentile, amen, but it is creative blood, amen, and the prophet of God said it is perfect blood, and he said, then if we have been loosed by the perfect blood, then it is a perfect loosening, amen, I don't believe that God has loosed us with imperfect blood, but I believe he has loosed us with the perfect blood, amen, I believe we're free here tonight, don't you? Amen. We say God bless you all this evening. My, what a wonderful atmosphere in the house of God on a Saturday afternoon. Amen. I believe the Spirit of the Lord's in the building tonight to, amen, to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Amen. Where two or three are gathered together, he said, there I will come and I will be in their midst. And if you turn around and look tonight, there's more than two or three here. Amen. But there's a room full of believers, amen, that are here under expectation. Amen. We're pulling on and from the word of liberation. Amen. And I believe we're being liberated. Amen. By the word of God. We say God bless you all this evening. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, we'll go straight to the word. We want to invite you in the scriptures, the book of Romans, the 10th chapter, the book of Romans, the 10th chapter. And we just want to once again, take this opportunity to say thank you for allowing us to be here once again with you. And sure appreciate brother Tom, brother Michael, the burden to have these meetings and to continue the vision and amen we thank the lord for allowing us to come here and uh, to the brothers to invite us to come and be with you once again amen i pray something was said last night to bless you to help you and to encourage you and amen i believe the lord's here to do something special for us again amen how many loves him tonight amen how many is going to help me preach amen what's the rest y'all going to do amen let's have church amen in the book of romans the 10th chapter in the 17th verse, Paul here writing, he says, but they, rather in the 17th verse, he says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, Brother Bram picks that up and says, hearing by the word of God, he says, the word made manifest. So the manifested word is what produces faith. The faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, in the book of St. Luke, the first chapter, in the book of St. Luke, the first chapter, I want tonight to rehearse to you, amen, a conversation between a woman named Mary and the angel. In Luke chapter 1, in verse 26, the Bible says, And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto a city of Galilee named Nazareth. Amen. Somebody say, sent from God. To a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee, and blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary. For thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of, of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom. There shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be seen? I know not a man. And the angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. And therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee 
shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Amen. Amen. With God, nothing shall be impossible. I want you to watch these words. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. So here the angel comes to Mary and the angel speaks to Mary and they have a conversation. And it's actually recorded what was said between the angel and Mary. And it was not minor details. It was not just a few words, but it was down to the very the very power, the very ability, the very position that this one she was bringing forth would hold. In other words, we have a perfect description of the vision that was given to Mary concerning her life, right? Now, if we go to the book of Acts, the 27th chapter, I just want to pull one verse there in Acts chapter 27 and verse 25. You love the Lord tonight? Amen. Acts chapter 27 and verse 25. Paul here is speaking, amen, of the vision that's been given of his life and how they're going to go through a shipwreck and all these things are going to happen. But in the 25th verse, Paul says, Wherefore, sirs... Be of good cheer, for I believe God. Amen. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. I believe God that it shall be even as it was told me. Amen. Let's just bow our hearts together tonight. How many would say, Lord, speak to me? Amen. Lord, speak to me. Heavenly Father, Lord, as your believers have gathered here this afternoon Lord, we are under great expectation of your presence. Father, we believe that there is a supernatural force in this room tonight. And Lord, we have not come here for defeat, but we have come here for victory. Lord, we have not come here to battle with the enemy and leave defeated, but we have a more sure word of prophecy that, Lord, we have already won the battle. And, Lord, I pray that you would strengthen these soldiers before me tonight. Father, may we take opportunity, may we take advantage, O oh God, of the moment that you have created for us to defeat our enemies by your word. Now, Father, I pray that you would send the spirit of revelation in the building, Lord. Father, may you not only anoint me to preach, but may you anoint the believers to pull and to receive, O oh God. And, Lord, may this be another Emmaus road walk, Father. Lord, may you step out as it were, and may you reveal yourself to us, O oh God, and we'll be sure to give thee all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. And all the believers says, amen. amen and amen. Won't you turn and shake somebody's hand and say, God bless you as you have your seat tonight. Amen. You love the Lord this evening. Amen. God, God richly bless you. Amen. I want to tonight, by the help of the Lord, for, for just a few moments here, I want to speak to you on this. If I would title it, I want to speak to you on faith's power to believe faith's power to believe and maybe if I would take a context out of that I want to say this it shall be even as it was told amen it shall be even as it was told in other words what you have been told from the angel it shall be even as it was told now in the message have faith in God brother Abraham said Jesus said in Acts 1 8 he said you shall receive power amen after the Holy Ghost has come upon you not before when you get your PhD but after the Holy Ghost has come upon you he said then you'll have faith or have power of faith to believe 
Amen. When will you have the power of faith to believe? After that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Now, amen, if I could tonight, maybe just to share with you, amen, from the Amplified Bible, the reading of Romans 10, 17, it says, so faith comes from hearing what is told and what is heard comes by the preaching of the message concerning Christ. Amen. So what where faith is coming from is what's being told you, amen, and what you're hearing is the preaching, amen, of the message, amen, and it is Christ. Again, in Acts 27, 25, Amplified Bible, it says, so keep up your courage, man, amen, for I believe God. Can we, can we maybe just start off tonight and say, I believe God, amen, amen, I believe God and have complete confidence in him, amen, that it will turn out exactly as I have been told. In other words, there will not be one deviation, amen, between what is told in the vision and what will be in the manifestation. Brother Bram takes Acts 27 and preaches a sermon and he calls it, it shall be even as it was told me. He said, oh, don't you just love that? It'll be as it was told me. If the angel truly comes from God and is sent from God, amen, it's bound to be, it is a direct message from glory. If the angel comes from God and is sent from God, then whatever that angel says is bound to be, amen, because it is a direct message from glory. Then can I say Mary received a direct message? Amen. She received a direct message from God, amen, by the angel. The prophet of God said she looked at this great angel, and his name is Gabriel. Now there is angels of the Lord. There's many of them, and they come to the earth, and they bring messages messages, see? But Gabriel, when he comes, amen, there's something major going to happen. He was the one who announced the first coming of Christ. He will be the one that will announce the second coming of Christ. Amen. And he told Mary. I love how Brother Bram says that. He told Mary that thou hast found favor with God. He said, what a message to bring her. Amen. Thou hast found favor with God. Amen. If the angel comes from God, amen, then the message that he brings is a direct message from God. Amen. And whatever he says, it shall be even as it was told me. Now we believe that Mary received a message from an angel, right? Amen. But in this generation, amen, we have received a direct message as well. Amen. And it's not come from a seminary. It's not come from a denomination. Amen. But it has come from God. Amen. Directly from God. Amen. And it's come through a seventh angel. Amen. Who was met by the angel of the Lord. He said, now I have no power within myself to do anything. Amen. I'm just a man. I am unlearned. I am uneducated. Amen. But I am sure that my testimony is right. Amen. That truly a supernatural being came to me. Amen. And made these statements and I have not been disobedient. Amen. To the heavenly vision. Amen. So what is on those tapes from 47. Amen. All the way to 65. Amen. Is not the ideas of William Branham. It is not the ideas of a theologian. It is not the understanding of a philosopher. Amen. What you are reading is a heavenly vision. Amen. That has come by the seventh angel. Amen. And it was not something hatched out. It was not something studied or educated. Amen. But it was a direct message from God. Amen. Concerning your life. Listen, young people. Amen. I believe that that supernatural being. Amen. That met the seventh angel. Amen. Spoke some supernatural words. 
church. Amen. And I believe they are concerning you. Amen. How many can agree with me tonight that we believe in the supernatural? Amen. We believe in the supernatural. Brother Bram said like this. He said, God is a supernatural being. Amen. If you've got a supernatural being, amen, speaking words, they're not going to be natural words. Amen. They're going to be supernatural words. Now, when you look at this word supernatural, it is of or relating to an order of existence, amen, that is beyond the visible, observable universe. It is departing from what is unusual or normal, amen, especially so as to appear, amen, to transcend the laws of nature, amen, it is attributed to an invisible agent, amen, such as a ghost or a spirit, amen, the supernatural, amen, is an attributed to an invisible agent, amen, such as a ghost or a spirit, amen, now you got a Bible and you know the Bible says, amen, that you shall receive power, amen, after that the Holy Ghost comes upon you, amen, he also says the Holy Spirit, in other words, when you get in the presence of God, amen, there's going to be supernatural signs, amen, and supernatural workings of a supernatural God, amen, because everywhere God is, amen, the supernatural takes place because he is a supernatural being, amen, then let me say this tonight, the Holy Ghost is not a feeling, the Holy Ghost is not a goosebump, the Holy Ghost is not a chill, amen, the Holy Ghost is the invisible agent of God that has been sent into this generation, amen, by the promise of God, amen, to manifest the will of God, amen, concerning the seed of God, amen, and there ain't enough natural devils, there ain't enough natural spirits, there ain't enough visible demons, amen, to defeat the work, amen, of the invisible agent of God to manifest his word concerning his seed, amen, now I believe this, I believe that if there is a supernatural God and I believe he is my God, is that okay? I believe that a supernatural God, amen, has supernatural seed. Amen. Now let me say this, not just natural seed, he has supernatural seed. He said, see, the heroes died. They were natural seed. He said, but one day there come on the supernatural seed, amen, which was born by the supernatural birth. Amen. Now watch the same faith born not by the natural birth, amen, but by the supernatural birth, amen, by the supernatural faith which Abraham had. Amen. See, not according to the sexual desire of Abraham and what God did to him that way, Amen. But through a supernatural faith that he had. Now watch the prophet says, and faith is supernatural. Amen. Faith is supernatural. Amen. So the power to believe is a supernatural power. Amen. It does supernatural things. Amen. Through Abraham's faith as we hear. Amen. Hundreds of years later come the supernatural seed. Amen. That he believed in. And then this supernatural seed come on the earth. And he done the supernatural sign of a supernatural prophet. Amen. He was greater than a prophet. He was a God prophet to give a natural people a supernatural birth. Listen, young people, you were born amen, of a natural birth amen, which with that natural birth amen, came natural spirits and natural challenges, amen, and natural bondages, amen, but there had 
to come something, amen, that was greater than the natural, amen, to transcend the laws of the natural, amen, to release you of who you really are. Listen, I'm not just a son, amen, of my earthly father and my earthly mother. Yes, I was born of them, amen, but inside of my soul, there was a gene seed of God that was put there by the predestination of God, amen, and that seed had to come to expression. So the prophet said, what did he do? He went before us and he died, but they couldn't hold him. Abraham's grave is still there. Isaac's grave is still there. Amen. But there's an empty tomb on the supernatural seed that done a supernatural work. Amen. And had a supernatural resurrection. What did he do in doing it? He conquered death. He conquered hell and the grave. Amen. And possessed its gates and rose on the third day. Amen. In a supernatural resurrection. Listen, church, we have a supernatural God who has sent a supernatural message. Amen. With a supernatural faith. Amen. To a supernatural people who was packing a supernatural seed. Amen. And the quickening power of the Holy Ghost has quickened that seed. Amen. And you're not here tonight dead in the sins and trespasses. Amen. Of your natural birth. Amen. But there's a liberating power of the Holy Ghost that has come in this generation. Hey, I feel like preaching here tonight. Amen. Greater is he that is in you. Amen. By the new birth of the water and the blood and the spirit than was in you by the first birth. Amen. Of your natural father and your natural mother. He said, see the same God. Amen. He raised from the dead is a supernatural sign. Are y'all ready for this? And after 2,000 years, it's still a living and he's still right here now and can work miracles like he did when he was here on the earth. Listen, you say, well, I wish I'd have been there at Tyrus's house and I wish I'd have been there on the road to Jericho when he healed Bartimaeus. I wish I would have been there when he interrupted the funeral procession and he raised the widow of Nain's son. Listen, why do we have to go back there, amen, to see a manifestation of the supernatural, amen, when the God that was back there has come into this generation by a message that has come from an angel. Listen, our God is not dead. He is alive. He is breathing. He is moving. He is touching. He is defeating. He is conquering. He is already conquered. Listen, and the greatest thing about it, amen, is the seed of the mighty conqueror is on the inside of your soul. Then if he is the conqueror, you are a conqueror. If he is an overcomer, you are an overcomer. If he is victorious, you are victorious. Whatever he is, you are. Amen. By the supernatural seed of the almighty God that has been deposited into your soul. Hey, there is a supernatural people has been born of a supernatural spirit, amen, with a supernatural faith, amen, that Abraham had in the same thing. I say this tonight, we are the possessors, amen, of the same supernatural faith that Abraham had. You say, what did that faith do? If God said they are, amen, we don't know how it's going to be, but God said so, amen, so we just believe it and move forward walking by faith. Amen, listen, amen, what did the supernatural faith of Abraham do it called things that were as though they weren't right and it called things that were not as though they were now y'all hearing me the supernatural faith of Abraham called things that were not as though they were and then called things that were 
as though they were not. Brother Bram says he's speaking of a farmer. He said a farmer goes out and sows some wheat. He said, now look, when he sows his wheat, he said if he, don't, if he, if he keeps digging it up, he will never have wheat. He said, so you just sow it and let it alone. Amen. See, and there it is. It's up to God to bring it forth. It's up to God to send the rain. And it's you to accept God on his word. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's up to you. It's up to God to bring his word to pass. Amen. When the word of God has been sown into your heart. Amen. The same way that it was to Abraham. It's not up to you to bring it to pass. It's not up to you to make it grow. It's not up to you to bring it. Amen. If you will receive it and accept. Amen. The power. Amen. Of supernatural to believe it. Then God will bring it to pass. He said no man's worth any more than his word. And I say this with a challenge of faith. That every promise of God will be brought to pass. If you will take the right mental attitude towards it. I say thank God that he has sent a vindicated prophet in this generation. Amen. With a supernatural challenge. Amen. To the supernatural seed. Amen. And listen. He did not challenge us in faith and then walk off the scene without defining what faith is. Brother Bram told us what faith is. And then he says what faith's power is. He goes to Hebrews 11.1 1 and says now faith is the substance. you got a whole tape on it called perfect faith right amen perfect faith is substance he said faith is the substance of things hoped for it's the evidence of things not seen amen for by it the elders obtained a good report and through faith we understand amen that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which we see were not made of things which do appear in the power of God 55 he said what is faith somebody say it with me what is faith is God by the Spirit revealing to you something He's going to do or He's promised? He said, now faith cometh by hearing. Amen. But hearing is not faith. A loaf of bread is purchased for 25 cents. Amen. But the 25 cents is not the loaf of bread. It is the purchasing power of the loaf of bread. He said, so hearing only brings the word. Amen. That produces the faith. Are y'all ready for this? He said, then you see you hear the word. That's the first thing you do you hear the word then God reveals it to you that it is the truth amen and by spirit revealed truth he confirms your faith in God amen the supernatural God by a supernatural word through a supernatural faith amen deposits that word into your soul amen and you hear that word and when that word is lodged in your heart then the spirit of revelation moves in and reveals to you that it is the truth he said that's the church that God built upon the rock that the gates of hell amen cannot prevail against it amen can I give you one more amen faith's power he says brings to pass God's revealed revelation amen faith's power brings to pass God's revealed revelation in other words faith is a revelation from God is that okay? Faith is a revelation from God. He said, what is faith? He said, faith is something that's revealed to you. Amen. That it is not yet, but you believe it will be. Amen. That's why I say to you tonight, church, amen, that faith is a revelation of the will of God. I don't know how it will be. I don't see how it could be. Amen. But there's something in my heart, amen, that is declaring, amen, by the spirit of supernatural revelation, amen, that what 
God has revealed it shall be. Come on, Abraham. Amen. You got to rise up out of your situation. You got to rise up out of your condition. And you've got to receive, amen, the revelation of the word of God as the power of God to bring to pass the promise of God. It is a revelation. He has revealed it to you by his grace. It's nothing you did. You didn't work yourself up into faith. If you ever have faith, amen, it is given to you by the grace of God. And God reveals it to you. Can I give you one more? He said in the audience of people when a prayer line comes, you'll find some, they're all good people, and some will say, well, I'm trying hard to believe it. I'm trying to work themselves into it. Amen. See, and some just can't do it at all. Amen. But there's others that it's just by grace. It's just given to them. He said, now there is the difference. That's the real revelation. Amen. Because faith is a revelation. Can I tell you what the real revelation is? Is I don't know when I'm going to be healed, but God's word said I'm healed. I don't know when I'm going to be delivered, but God's word said I'm delivered. I don't know when things are going to change. Amen. But God's word said weeping. Amen. Shall endure for the night. Amen. But joy is going to come in the morning. I don't know when the prodigals are going to come home, but I just have God on record saying that he will send, amen, a spirit of restoration and redemption into this age and he will gather all those who the Father gave him from before the foundation of the world. Listen, the real revelation is that God keeps his word. Hallelujah. I said the real revelation is that God keeps his word. Listen, he don't keep my word. He don't keep your word. He don't keep a preacher's word, but he keeps his word. And whatever is in his word is a part of his covenant that he has established between you and himself. And can I say this? The rapture, amen, is a revelation. Well, somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. The rapture is a revelation. Then I say this to you. He said that's why the bride, amen, must have, amen, rapturing faith. Now, what is faith? It's something God has revealed he's going to do or has done, and it comes into your heart. And then the Spirit bears record with the word that it shall be even as it was told me. Now, The rapture, he says, is a revelation. It's revealed to her, see. Faith is something that's been revealed to you. Like it was to Abraham that could call anything contrary to what he had been revealed. Amen. As though it wasn't so. Amen. Now, can I I give you two words here? Rapturing faith and rapturing grace. Will you remember this? Nowhere you'll find rapturing works. It's rapturing faith. And rapturing grace. Paul said, by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. In Israel in the church, Brother Bram says, I truly believe, amen, before the church can have the rapture, it's got to have rapturing faith. Now what God requires, amen, Brother Tom, I believe God must provide or he's unjust in requiring it. If God requires you to have something and you don't have the means to obtain it, amen, then God is unjust. Under obligation, amen, to supply the requirement in order for 
for the believer to possess it. He said, now we're able to pull the pages back, amen, but we're not able to open the Word. So we're able, our human ability, we can pull the pages back, but Brother Murphy, we do not have the ability to open the Word. He said, and thou art the only one who can take this Word, and thou art the only one that's worthy of opening the Word. Amen, the Lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world. He said, O Lamb of God, amen, come into our midst tonight in the power of thy resurrection and give us rapturing faith tonight. Are y'all hearing me? He directly connects, amen, the opening of the word to rapturing faith coming in the church. Listen, friends, amen, the opening of the word is going to do more than just be a repeat of 1906. It is not a repeat of Pentecostalism, amen, but the opening of the word is the dynamics coming into the church that's going to move you, amen, from Laodicea into the bride age. Now, can I have some liberty here? The prophet of God in 1954 is already referring, amen, to the coming of the bride age. He said, we're now, amen, can I preach a minute? Amen, now we're right now moving on into another great age. It is coming for the rapture of the church. And in this, we're living in the time of restoration of the gifts. It stumbled many of the big fine churches. It sent the Nazarene backwards. It made fanatics out of a lot of the Pentecost. But just the same, amen, God's moving right on. Amen. Bringing in the rapturing faith. Amen. For his church. Amen. So the confusion couldn't stop him. The misuse of the gifts couldn't stop him. Amen. The fear. Amen. And the devils of the natural. Amen. Could not transcend. Amen. The supernatural manifestation of the opening of the word. Listen. The prophet said we got to have rapturing faith in the church. Amen. That can be changed in a moment in a twinkle of an eye. Amen. We'll go out of here. Amen. But don't worry if we don't have it we won't go he said but don't worry it'll be there (laughs) oh I just have just relieved myself I have just released amen the spirit of oppression and the spirit of nervousness how are we going to take a rapture we're going to take it by rapturing faith how is rapturing faith going to come it's going to come into the church amen by the opening of the word amen listen friends I can turn to Revelation 5 I can turn to amen can I have some liberty and preach I can turn to Revelation 10 and I can say this day this scripture is fulfilled in your ears we are not looking for the open of the word we are not begging for the opening of the word amen the lamb has taken the book he has ripped off the seals he has released the authority of the word of God back in the church oh glory to God we're not a helpless hopeless confused bunch of backward Pentecostals we are the bride of Jesus Christ and there is a revelation on the inside of our soul that is transcending our human nature it is transcending our family lineage come on church Amen. You were not born for hell. You were born for the rapture. You were not born for tribulation. You were born for the rapture. You were not born for the battles. Amen. Of the end time. You were born as an overcomer to possess the land by the inheritance of the opening of the word in the age you're living in. My goodness. I'm just going to go ahead and give that devil a warning. I'm going to preach and he ain't going to stop me. Their spirit's fighting right now, but I will preach over them. 
This message will not be defeated. The Holy Ghost will not be bound. The liberty of this message will not be reduced down to some little intellectual gathering in the back of some morgue somewhere. This is the fire of God. This is the revival. This is the manifestation of the Son of Man bringing the sons of God into position by the adoption message and no devil will defeat it. No spirit will bind it. No ignorant devil will confuse it. We have come unto Mount Zion where there is an innumerable company of angels and I can say this, there is more with us than there is with them. There is more with this message than there is with the devil. There is more with our bride Hallelujah. I'm not a crazy man. I am a believer who has been anointed by the power of faith. I have been anointed. I have been birthed into this age to believe these things. Well, glory to God. Somebody shout ouch. Oh, me, my hallelujah or something. Hallelujah. I think it's time to preach this message. I think it's time to study this message. I think it's time to harness the people. Amen to this message. I think it's time to say what a prophet has already said. Now he said the other angels, amen, was messengers. They were men of the earth. He said what is something, amen, is to let us know how, amen, to enter into rapturing faith. Now can I say this, amen, accepting the vindicated word, amen, is God's provided way to bring Amen. Believers to rapturing faith and to put rapturing faith into them. Now, you all remember my opening quote. Amen. That when an angel comes from God with a message, it is a direct message from glory, and that message is bound to be exactly as it was said. Have y'all got that first picture? Amen. I asked him to put this picture up. You all are familiar with it, I know. Amen. Right there, amen, is more than just a rocket ship. It is more than just a cloud. It is more than just a bunch of smoke. Amen. That gathered above the desert. Amen. But when I look at that cloud, amen, I read Revelation 10.1 and I hear these words. I saw another mighty angel come down, amen, from heaven and he was clothed with a cloud and there was a rainbow upon his head and his faces that were the sun and his feet as pillars of fire. Are y'all ready for verse 2? And he had in his hand a little open book. Listen, they can say what they want to about this picture. They can mock it. They can scoff it. They can criticize it. They can lay it aside and throw it out of the church. Amen. But there is a supernatural seed on the earth tonight who has received the revelation from the little book that was open in his hand. Listen, we have been equipped to overcome Laodicea. We have been anointed to take a rapture. We have been anointed to fight the battle and to carry off the victory. You all see that picture right there? Amen. That picture right there in that form has no authority over anybody. It's pure confusion. Jack Moore thinks it's a, he thinks it's Jesus Christ in his glorified body. Science is trying to figure it out. Amen. But in 1965, a prophet walks to a pulpit and says, now what Jack Moore told me was good, but it didn't ring a bell. He said, but the angel of the Lord come in there. The angel come in there and said, you turn it to the right. Amen. Turn that picture. And when you turn that picture, he says, now look. You know what he says, Brother Dan? He says, look away to Jesus. He says, look away. Come on, church. It's an age of confusion. But when a prophet arises on the scene, he is bringing a bomb in Gilead to cure spiritual amnesia that you don't know who you are and you don't know where you're going. 
Come on, church. He said, look away. Amen. And when we looked away, we didn't just see a cloud. We didn't just see a bunch of smoke. Amen. But I'll say what a prophet said. That's my Lord up there. Come on, can I tell you who that is? That's our conqueror. That's our victor. That's the captain of the host of the Lord. That's our general. That's our leader. That's our headship. He is our commander. He is our chief. Amen. We go where he says go. We do what he says do. We fight what he says fight. We believe what he says believe. We eat what he says eat. We drink what he says drink. Because we have been claimed by the supernatural power of Almighty God to believe what was revealed from that open book. My, my, hallelujah. And he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot upon the earth. And he cried with a loud voice as when a lion roareth. And when he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. When he cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. Now watch this. And John said, when the seven thunders uttered their voices, I was about to write. But then I heard a voice. I heard a voice from heaven say, Amen, seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered and write them not. So John saw, John heard, but he had to seal it up. Prophet of God said, I believe that through those seven thunders will be revealed in the last days in order to get the bride together, amen, for rapturing faith. Because what's in order? Amen, we got right now, we wouldn't be able to do it. So there's something we've got to step further. Amen, we can't have enough faith for divine healing. We've got to have enough faith to be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye. Amen, swept out of this earth and we'll find after a while will find where it's written. Now y'all know what I'm talking about. The prophet of God said we don't know what they're yet. So here he's saying in the first seal we don't know what those are yet. Amen. But my opinion they'll be revealed right away. So there's not another messenger coming. Amen. To pick up where the seventh angel left off and to reveal those seven thunders. He said they will be revealed right away and when it do it'll give faith for the rapturing grace for the church to move out. Listen for Friends, amen. If you're building, if you're establishing in Laodicea, you ain't got rapture and faith. Amen. Because if you got rapture and faith, you're unpacking, you're getting rid of things. Amen. Because you're fishing to move. Amen. You're fishing to move from one dimension into another dimension. And the only way you can get there is something has to come that can transcend the laws of everything and release you from gravitation. It can, oh, hallelujah. It can release you, amen, from fear. It can release you from care. Listen, I come here tonight to get a devil and I'm going to get him. This bride will go in the rapture and the devil won't stop it. Unbelief won't stop it. Websites won't stop it. Confusion won't stop it. We have been claimed by the mighty angel Jesus Christ to receive the revelation in the age we're living in. I love how the prophet says this. It's not known. But then you read verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, amen, the mysteries of God should be finished as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets. Brother said the seventh angel is going to do two things. The second thing he will do, he will reveal the mysteries of the seven thunders in Revelation 10. Are you ready for this? Which are the revelations 
revelations, amen, that are contained in the seven seals. Are you hearing me? The revelation of those seven thunders, amen, are the mystery truths that were contained in seven seals. And a prophet said, when those revelations breaks, when the seals come off, amen, rapturing faith is going to move into the people and they're going to be swept out of this earth. Listen, friends, I am not waiting for the revelation. I am not looking for the revelation. I am not praying for the revelation. We here tonight are in divine possession of the revelation that will produce rapturing faith in the church. Well, you know what I say? If the devil was going to get me, he should have done got me. If the devil was going to get me, he should have done got me. If the devil was going to claim me, he should have done claim me. But he's too late. I said he's too late. He showed up too late. I'm already revealed. I'm already sealed. I've already got the revelation. I got the token over my home. I got the Holy Ghost in my soul. I got the message of the hour on my heart. The devil's too late, young man. I said the devil's too late. If he was going to get you, he should have done got you. He should have got you before the revelation got you. He should have claimed you, amen, before the revelation of the seven seals claimed you. If he was going to get you, come on, church. I'm not preaching something out of the word. I'm preaching the word. It's the revelation of the seven church ages. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's the revelation of seven thunders. It's the revelation of seven seals. It's the revelation of a message. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the revelation ought to be bringing some stimulation. I said the revelation ought to be bringing some stimulation. I'm not ashamed of that statement. The revelation ought to be bringing some stimulation. Now, I know people, they say they got the same thing Brother Branham got, but here's my problem. Whatever Brother Branham got, when those seals begin to be revealed, it caused him to almost wake up the entire neighborhood. And what some people got wouldn't even wake up their own church, let alone the entire neighborhood. So that tells me that Eve's interpreter has crawled into your... <laughs> Come on. Eve's interpreter has crawled in somewhere, and he has interpreted this message as a bunch of do's and don'ts, or as a bunch of legalism, or there's a bunch of fighting between churches and arguing between preachers. But I say tonight, this message is the revealing of Jesus Christ in the dynamics of his resurrection. Listen, friends, young people, look away to Jesus. Look away from the fussing. Look away from the fighting. Look away from who's who and who said what and who done what. And look away to Jesus until you see him high and you see him holy and you see him as the mighty God who he is. Now, somewhere, sometime, you got to get some victory. I said, somewhere, sometime, you got to get some victory. And this victory has got to go beyond one youth camp to another. This victory has got to go beyond one service to another. Well, I might as well preach I'm here. This victory has got to go beyond your favorite preacher coming to town. This victory has got to go beyond the outer court. It's got to go beyond the inner court. And your victory has got to move into the holies of holies where if your favorite preacher is not here or your favorite singer is not in the building, if this message is being lifted up as the revelation of the rapture in the generation you're living in, when you begin to hear that message. Something on the inside of you. The wheels go to turning. The cogs go to moving. I'm talking about a bride who has been stimulated by the cry of seven thunders. She has been stimulated by the revelation. 
Oh, glory to God. That third pull, he said, that's the thing. That's the thing, Tommy, that'll start rapturing faith. Amen for the going away. Are y'all ready for this? The third pull puts the rapture in process. I said the third pull puts the rapture in process. You know why the devil don't want the third pull, priest? It's because no other pull had the ability to put the rapture into process. No other pull had the ability to open the word and take what was sealed in the word and place it in your heart. Amen. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to reveal the truth about water baptism and the truth about serpent seed and the truth about predestination, there will be a people on the earth that will have eyes to see they will have ears to hear they will have a heart to receive they will have a mouth to confess this is my pool well we might as well preach I think it's time to either be a message church or change the name above the door and be what you really are Well, the devil didn't like that, but I don't care. Either preach the message or quit confusing everybody and let us know what you really believe. Because you know what's happening right now? I'm preaching what a prophet said, and a bunch of devils are swarming in this building, and they're saying, well, brother so-and-so didn't say it that way, and brother so-and-so didn't preach it that way. Well, listen here. Brother so-and-so ain't the seventh angel. William Marion Branham is the seventh angel, and what he taught concerning the subject is the preeminent revelation of this body. My headship is not in Rome. My headship is not in Jeffersonville, and neither is any other country or any other state under any other preacher my headship is in heaven I come from God I'm going back to God and there ain't enough devils in hell to defeat this prevailing revelation it is come in the church to bring victory in the church are you hearing me are you hearing me? I rebuke every denominational devil around this message in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind his voice. I bind his influence. And I invite the pillar of fire to move into this young generation and sober their hearts. Now, y'all know I'm telling the truth. When this revelation opens, it's going to find a place of influence. Now, the prod of God takes time to say this. He said, denominations don't even believe in spiritual revelation. You know that? They don't even believe in it. He said, no. He said, they believe in some dogmatic teaching. He said, but the true church is built upon spiritual revelation. In other words, the whole entire body is built upon spiritual revelation. In the book of Matthew 16, y'all remember Jesus comes down into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he walks in there, brother Caleb, he walks in there, and he says these words. He says, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? He asked him that question, Brother Victor. He says, who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And some spoke up and said, you're Elias. And some said, you're Jeremiah. And others said, you're one of the prophets. Amen. Now listen, there was a lot of voices. Sister Ella, there was a lot of voices there that day. But God wasn't looking for a collective revelation. He was looking for an individual spiritual revelation that had not come from the earth, but had come from his Father, which was in heaven, and had not been revealed by flesh and blood, but by his Father. So he looks at him and he says, no. He says, who do you say that I, the Son of Man, am? Now let's just go and imagine there's a lot of disciples there. Amen. There's a lot of people that could have spoke up. Amen. But you know what astounds me? Brother Thomas is out of all the people that could have spoke up, out of all the disciples, Brother Tom, that could have spoke up the one with the most mistakes spoke up 
testing, one, two, are, are the mics working? It's working. The one with the most mistakes spoke up. The one who cut a man's ear off. The one who was a cussing preacher. He was a God denier. He had more mistakes probably than any of them. Amen. But when it come time to witness who this was, the one with the most mistakes spoke up and said, Why, you are the Christ. You are the Son of the living God. Brother John, you know what that tells me? That tells me, amen, that Peter had more revelation than he had mistakes. Peter had more revelation than he had mistakes. He had cut a man's ear off. And if God had not intervened, he would have been killed. He had cursed God. He had denied God. But yet when it come time to speak up and say, you are the Christ, you are the son of the living God, from the depths of his soul come that revelation. You know what the prophet of God said? He said it was a prevailing revelation. You know what that word prevail means? It means to be strong to another's detriment. It means to prevail against. It means means to be superior in strength it means to overcome amen Peter's mistakes had made him the biggest oddball had made him the biggest the biggest obstacle amen the biggest spectacle rather amen but his mistakes was not greater than his revelation I'm preaching to you right now amen cause some of y'all right here tonight you're sitting under all kinds of mistakes and all kinds of failures and well I did this and I said that and I watched this and I thought that amen but can I say there is a revelation that is greater than every mistake. There is a revelation that is stronger. It is more powerful. It is more mighty. It is more great. Amen. There is a revelation that if it breaks in your soul, it'll be a detriment to Satan's kingdom. It'll be a defeat to hell. Well, you know what I say? I say greater is the revelation in the young people of Bible way than the mistakes of their human ability. Come on, church. You know why I can say that? Because I'm not looking at you as a supernatural girl. I'm I'm not looking at you as a natural boy. I'm looking at you as a part of the supernatural God with a supernatural seed, with a supernatural anointing. And you have been brought into the earth by the power of this message to defeat the devil in the Laodicean age. My, my, my. What are you saying? I'm saying true revelation will prevail over the devil. I'll tell you why I'm not backing up right now. It's because it's time to come back to victory. I'm not repeating myself. It's time to come back to victory. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying revelation brings victory. Emotion don't. Revelation brings victory. Gifts don't. We believe in them. We love them. We thank God for them in order. But they do not bring victory. Come on, church. Preachers' personalities don't bring victory. The only thing that brings victory into the bride of Jesus Christ is the revelation of the Word of God in the age she's living in. Let me prove it to you. The prophet of God said, a Baptist minister come to me and said, I'm going to straighten you out on your Godhead. He said, when you got time. Brother said, I got time right now. He said, I want to be right. Brother said, I walked up to him. I said, now, sir, where do you go to school at? He said, well, I go to a Bible college. I said, I could believe that. Amen. Now, watch. He said, you cannot be a person without being a personality. He was telling Brother Branham there was one God and three persons. He said, if you are a personality, then you're one personality to yourself. You're a separate individual being. And you know what he said? He said, well, the theologians can never explain that. I said, it's by revelation. So the, the victory does not come by theology. 
The victory comes by revelation. He said, now I cannot accept revelation. Now imagine that, Brother Silas. Here's a theologian who says, I cannot accept revelation. Wrap, wrap your mind around those words. I cannot accept revelation. I said, then there's no way that God could ever get to you. Young people, I'm going to barrel down and preach here for a second. There's no way that God could ever get to you because it's hid from the eyes of the wise and prudent and is revealed to babes. Revealed, revelation, revealed to babes. Amen. Such as will accept it. Amen. That will learn. You know what the prophet of God said? Identification. He said, if you're going to accept Christ, he said, you accepting by humility according to the evening time message so if you're going to accept help come on, I, can, can we just get real in here tonight anybody say I need help anybody raise hand and say I need help I need a victory I need a deliverance I need an answer I need a, I need a breakthrough come on church I need help can I say this the only way it's going to come is by revelation if you cannot accept revelation then you cannot accept the God if you cannot accept revelation you cannot accept the way and the truth and the life because the only way he comes is by revelation. He said, listen, I said there'll be no way God ever get to you. Are you ready for this? You close yourself off to him. Now don't get mad at me. Amen. But some of you all have closed yourself off to God because of some mistake or some habit or some besetting sin. And the devil has convinced you that God can't get to you and you can't get to God. But I stand here tonight under the voice of the seventh angel and I rebuke that liar I call his bluff and I say Satan thou art an offense and I adjure thee by the revelation of Jesus Christ in the age I'm living in yeah God, God can't get to me well you closed yourself off see the whole Bible is a revelation of God the whole church is built upon the revelation of God there is no other way to know God only by revelation to whom the son will reveal him say this with me revelation no you got to help me revelation everything is revelation revelation everything is revelation Ready for this? Not to accept the revelation. Then you're just a cold theologian and there's no hope for you. If you cannot accept the revelation, there's no hope for you. You're just a cold theologian. Now y'all want to know something? We get in our mind the only place there's theologians is in the pulpit. But Brother Tom, I've been preaching long enough. I preached to a bunch of theologians in the pew that never held one microphone. Well, we might as well preach. We're all the way up here. They're, they're literally theologians sitting there. And you say, how do you call them theologians? Because a theologian is one who tries to work something out apart from submitting to the supernatural God. He's a theologian. Amen. But listen, that's not just a preacher. Amen. Right now, amen, God is here in the form of the message of the hour. He's here in power. He's here in revelation. And there's an old theology spirit, amen, trying to convince you you've gone too far. You've crossed the line. You can't come to victory. You you can't come to deliverance. Amen. But why don't you renounce that devil? 
Why don't you renounce that old cold theological devil and embrace the revelation? You know what theology does? It makes you cold. You know what theology does? It makes you formal. And you know what I hate? I hate that old ritualistic, cold, formal, theological devil that is crawled up out of the pits of hell. Listen, you know what I believe? I believe we need an atmosphere where the revelation of Jesus Christ, amen, can pierce that atmosphere and people can get so free in the Holy Ghost. Y'all remember what it was like when we just got free in God? We didn't care who was there. Amen. Can we just get free again? Can we just get free again until the Holy Ghost can come in the church in the power and the fire of God? Y'all remember what it was like when we just raised our hands and we just pulled on the word and we said amen and we said hallelujah and we stomped on the devil's head. Amen. Can we just let the atmosphere open up by the revelation again? Hallelujah. I'm talking about a praise coming out of Zion. I'm talking about a shout coming out of the bride of Jesus Christ. Listen, our shout ain't coming from music. Our shout ain't coming from sensation. Our shout is coming from the revelation of the word of God that is coming this If you want to know what I'm shouting about, I'm shouting because I'm saved. If you know what I'm hollering about, I'm hollering about because I am saved. I know what that devil's doing. He's pushing. Well, guess what? I'll push back. You close yourself off to God. And you become a cold theologian. And so anybody that raises their hands is emotional. Anybody that stands up is Pentecostal. Anybody that, God forbid, they get out like Brother Victor just did and enjoy himself in church, you know. I mean, they've just gone too far. Amen. But you know what the problem is? I might as well preach. I'm here. Nine times out of ten, the problem ain't the preacher. It ain't the singer. It ain't the person standing next to you. The problem is ourself. The problem is ourself because we've gotten so defeated that we don't even think there's a possibility for victory. You know what the prophet God said? I love this. Can, can, I, can I give something to you tonight? Revelation brings hope. Turn and look at somebody and say, Revelation brings hope. You told the wrong person, somebody else. Revelation brings hope. Brother Thomas, revelation brings hope. Young man, revelation brings hope. Are you hearing me, Silas? Revelation brings hope. Are you hearing me? Brother John, revelation brings hope. Brother Jonas, revelation brings hope. I told you I was going to preach. Revelation brings hope. And you know what I'm here tonight doing? I'm preaching the revelation. Brother Gab, the message of the hour. You know what I'm here doing? I'm preaching hope. I'm preaching hope. You know what the devil's telling you? He's telling you you're hopeless. But I'm telling you there's a door of hope. He's telling you you've gone too far. But I'm telling you there's a revelation that is piercing this generation. It is a revelation and it's bringing hope. It's bringing hope. We're not hopeless. We're not helpless. Joy, we're not defeated. We're not helpless. We're not hopeless. The Holy Ghost has returned to the church in the form of the message of the hour. And he's opening hope. He's breaking prison bars. He's releasing people from the spirits of addiction and the spirits of heaviness. I say, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, there is a hope. There is a revelation. I'm not a crazy man. Victory is returning tonight. I said victory is returning. Defeat is leaving. Bye-bye defeat. Bye-bye defeat. 
Bye-bye. Defeat is leaving. Somebody open them doors and let that defeated devil out of here. Bye-bye, defeat. Bye-bye, hopelessness. Bye-bye, helplessness. There is a hope that is returning in the church of the living God. Hallelujah. Bye-bye, devil. Bye-bye, pornography. Bye-bye, addiction. The hope, the revelation. Bye-bye, depression. Bye-bye, suicide. Bye-bye, fear. Bye-bye, anxiety. Bye-bye, nervousness. Bye-bye, condemnation. Bye-bye, guilt. We welcome revelation. Hallelujah. I said we welcome. I said we welcome. We welcome revelation. Now, I know what you're saying. You're saying, Brother Andrew, I've gone too far. I can't wait bye-bye. Well, y'all know revelation brings hope. Now, you remember in the Bible there was a man named Joshua. Remember? And he become, he become the leader of the nation of Israel. Now, one thing I love about this is the prophet said Israel was natural. He said we are spiritual. Spiritual Israel. Israel was a promised people for victory. They were never supposed to enter one battle and lose. You know why? Because God was on their side. Come on, church. You imagine God on your side? (laughs) You cannot enter a battle and lose. God is on your side. So what happens is, Brother Michael, they go up and they fight the battle of Jericho. And that was a battle and they won it. And they left the battle of Jericho and they went to the battle of Ai. Or I. We'll say artificial intelligence. No. <laughs> they, they went to the battle of Ai. They go from the battle of Jericho, brother man, to the battle of, I, of, of Ai. And the prophet of God said, now watch. He said they go in that battle and they lose. So they've just, they've just whipped Jericho. And now they go to the battle of Ai and they lose. And Joshua knew something's wrong. We're not supposed to lose. There's something wrong. We're not supposed to lose. There's something wrong. We're not supposed to lose in Laodicea. If you're losing, something's wrong. If you're defeated, something's wrong. We're not supposed to be defeated. We're not supposed to be on the losing side. We are just as much part of God as Israel was when they left the battle of Jericho and went to the battle of Ai. So Joshua goes in and he falls upon his face and he says, Lord, what's going on? And you know what happens? The Lord comes down and says, Israel has sinned. Amen. There's sin in the camp. Amen. He said, sanctify the people. Sanctify yourselves. There is a cursed thing in the midst of the Israel. Thou canst not stand before thine enemies until you take away the cursed thing from among you. Oh my. Amen. So now we break into another area of this. Amen. Now people use this scripture to say, well, there's sin in the church. There's sin in the camp. And do you realize there can be, amen, sin in the church? And it can actually stop, amen, the victories of God in the whole assembly. But do you realize sometimes, amen, the reason why you ain't got no victory is because it ain't because there's sin in the camp of the church, but there's sin in the camp of your life. 
Now, I might as well preach. I'm here. There's sin in the camp of your life. So you're fighting and fighting and fighting. Amen. And ain't winning nothing. And Joshua says, hold up a second. We're not supposed to lose. We're not supposed to be defeated. And you know what happens? They find out, amen, that there was the sin and the camp was aching. They found out that the sin in the camp was aching. Now listen, friends. He had his sin hid. He had taken a silver wedge and gold wedge and had hid it underneath his tent. Are you hearing me? He had hid it underneath his tent. And Israel went up to Ai and lost 36 men because there was sin in the camp. You know what the prophet of God said? He said, listen, you take Israel, or Israel took Achan and burned him and his family. You know what they did? They took Achan and his family, his tent, and everything and brother Tommy they went down there and burned it and then they carried it down to a place called oh God they carried it down into a valley and they spread the ashes across the valley of Achor right they spread those ashes across the valley of Achor and they covered those ashes up with stones you know what happened then they went back to the battle and they was victorious in other words they went to winter camp and they were not winning they were being defeated this was getting them and that was getting them. Amen. But the word that is sharper and more powerful than any two-edged sword began to go out through the camp and it began to discern the hearts. It began to discern the lives. It began to call out the sin. It began to call out the devil. And it brought that devil down to the altar and we took the word of God. Oh God. And they killed that devil and they spread his ashes. They spread the ashes and covered them up with rocks. Now, can I say this to you? When they left there, they went back to battle, and they was victorious. Now, that was all the way over in the book of Joshua. But now, if you go to the book of Hosea, the Bible says that Hosea is a story of redemption, right? Hosea and Gomer, right? It's a story of redemption. In other words, Hosea was a prophet. And Hosea, he knew of the whoredoms of Israel. He knew of the sin, sorry. He, 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 he knew of all the, I hope this okay. He knew of all the filthiness. He knew of all the issues. But yet he had a problem, Brother Victor. His problem was, God, how can you know this about this people and still love them like you do? I'm preaching to you right now. God, how can you know what you know about Israel, seen what they do, and you still love them? You still love them as your own people. Brother Abraham said, watch. Amen there, Hosea. Now let me just drop this in here to you. Amen, Hosea. In other words, now this is just me, okay? In other words, Hosea would tell the Lord that, and the Lord would say, Hosea, amen, go marry yourself a harlot, amen, and you'll understand me. Go marry a harlot, have children, and you'll understand why I cannot throw Israel away. You will understand why I cannot throw Israel away. So you know what happens in Hosea 2. The Bible begins to speak about a woman. And it begins to speak about all kinds of judgments. Amen. Piling upon her. I'm preaching to you right now. Amen. Because the devil right now in this meeting is looking at God and saying, How can you love them young people? How can you love that young girl? How can you love that young boy? Look at the things they've done. Look at the places they've been. Look at the things they've looked at. Look at the sins and all the things they've been involved in. Amen. How can you love them? Amen. How can you bless them? But in Hosea 2.14 the Bible said, therefore behold I will allure her. Oh, I feel like dancing on that one. He said, Behold, I will allure her and will bring her into the wilderness. Amen. And will speak comfortably unto her. Do you all know what that word allure means? That word allure means to be open. 
Are you hearing me? The word allure means to be open. In other words, I will open something. Oh, God. I will open something, and what I open will allure her. Oh, God. I will open something and what I open will catch her attention. I will open something and what I open will allure her. Are you hearing me, church? The message of the hour is the opening of the word and it has allured you. It has allured you from the gods of Laodicea. It has attracted you from the sins and the debauchery of this age. Are y'all hearing me? You're in a place for victory tonight. You're in a place for deliverance tonight. The word of God has allured you. I will open something and what I open will allure them Brother Bram said oh the word of God attracts the bride of Christ the word of God attracts the bride of Christ so in all her mistakes in all her shortcomings I will open the word and by the opening of the word I will allure her now can I just go ahead and say what he said And the next verse is, and I will give her vineyards from thence and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. No, no, surely I'm misreading that, Caleb. I will allure her. I will give her the vineyards and the valley of Achor for a door of hope. And she shall sing there as in the days of her youth and as in the day when she came up out of the land of Egypt. In other words, I'm going to allure her and I'm going to take her to the valley of Achor. But the valley of Achor to her is not going to be a stoning. It was a stoning to Achan. It was a stoning to his family. But unto this woman, I will allure her unto the valley of Achor. And it's not going to be a stoning. It's going to be a pardoning. I will take the valley of Achor and I will use it as a door of hope. You know what he's saying here? If God gave Israel a place, are y'all hearing me? With all of her mistakes and all of her failures, he meant God gave her a place that he would deal with the sin. You know what he did? He dealt with the sin. He killed Achan. He killed his family. He slew the curse. They put the ashes in the valley. They covered it up with rocks. God hid Amen. Achan's sin under the rock when it was dealt with. You know what that means? Amen. When they come back, they will come back to victory. Can I close by saying this? If he did it for them, if he did it for Israel, if he provided a valley of acorn, Hallelujah. If he provided a place, amen, to deal with the sin, to deal with the iniquity, to deal with the idolatry, then church of the living God, he has come right here at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp this evening, and he's not come here to cover your sin. He's not come here to make excuse for your sin. He has come here to deal with your sin. Are y'all ready for this? I'm turning it to the positive. The valley of Achor become a door of hope. Remember what I said a few minutes ago? Revelation brings hope. He said, I will open something, and what I open will allure them. Oh, glory to God. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying what the prodigal God said in the audio letter to Lee Vale. He says this, in order to proclaim this, speaking of the revelation that he's put in the church age book, he says in order to proclaim this, he has to send a prophet in order to inject this, to make this real again, to show the people the hour we're living in. Because if they only see it in the hour past, Brother Ram said, then there's no hope for the church. 
Listen, young people, if I just put this in the past, if I just put this for Achan, if I just put this for Israel, if I just put this for the woman at the well, if I just put this, amen, for all the testimonies on the tapes, then there's no hope for you. But if I, by God's help, can bring the same God that dealt with Israel, that dealt with the woman at the well, into this building tonight, he said, see, then there is hope for the church. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about a door of hope. Now, I've gotten here way too late, but I'm going to say this. This message is a door of hope. If you reject the revelation, you close yourself off from God. He cannot get to you, and you become a cold theologian, and there's no hope. There's no hope. Somebody say revelation brings hope. Really? Revelation brings hope. If revelation comes in this building tonight, it will become a door of hope. If you see the opening of the word, it will become a door of hope. No. You're kidding me. So this is more than a doctrine? This is more than a book? It's more than a picture? It's more than a tape. It's more than a service. It's a door of hope. Now whether you want to admit it or not, you was a hopeless people. I was a hopeless person. I was a Gentile. The Gentiles had no hope. But the Bible said that the preaching of Jesus Christ According to the revelation of the mystery, which was kept secret since the world began, but now is made manifest. And Paul picks it up in Colossians 1 and said, To whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you. Christ in you. Christ in the hope of glory. So when this message come, it was the mystery of God in you, the hope of glory shining forth in the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And you want to wonder why I'm shouting? You want to wonder why I'm rejoicing? You want to wonder why I'm excited about this message? Is because I was a helpless, hopeless Gentile who was on my way to hell. But God, who is rich in mercy, sent a prophet. Come on, church. He sent a prophet. Are y'all hearing me? Go read Revelation 10. Read verses 1 to 6. And you read right through there, and it talks about the mighty angel. It, I'm, I'm, I hope I'm not too scattered for you. It talks about the mighty angel. It talks about the seven thunders. It talks about all these things. But then, Brother Tom, right there in the middle of Revelation 10 is the seventh verse, and you hear these words. But in the days of the voice... 
Come on, church. If you're talking, Brother Tom, and you and Brother Mike are talking about something, and I walk up and say, but this is the way it happened. You know what I just did? I just opened a door in your conversation by injecting myself and saying something. Do you see what the seventh angel's message was? You was on your way to hell. I was on my way to hell. My natural birth was holding me. My natural lineage was holding me. But in the days of the voice... In the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall inject his message into the church, it will bring the God of history into the generation, and there will be a door of hope. Listen, young people, everybody right now. Oh, God. Can I just go ahead and preach since I'm here? You know what this message is? It's an interruption. This message is an interruption. Are you hearing me? I said, this message is an interruption. You say, Brother Andrew, that's hard to say. No, this is one interruption. I raise my hands and say, thank God for it. Thank God for it. Because you know what was happening? You know what an interruption does? An interruption, Brother Brother Murphy, you're on your way somewhere, and you're on your way, and there's nothing stopping you. You're on your way there, and then all of a sudden something stops you. Now, I was on my way in a circle, but that chair become an interruption. That chair becoming, are y'all hearing me? And we was on our way to a devil's hell and a sinner's grave. Amen. But the supernatural God with his supernatural faith, by his supernatural anointing, sent this message and it interrupted you. Hallelujah. Brother Tom, you was on your way. You was headed in your own direction. Amen. But as a young man, this message interrupted your life. Brother Murphy, there you were in the great old big country of China. Amen. But God sent a message and it was a door of hope and a man stepped through it and has become a voice of the message of the hour. Come on, young people. If Murphy walked through it, if Brother Tom walked through it, Come on, I might as well say, amen, here was our brother Bisco, amen, life ahead of him, ministry, all these things, but this message crossed his path, and it become a door of hope, and he stepped in it, and it become an interruption to everything else in life. Listen, young people, brother Bisco stepped through the door, brother Tom stepped through the door, brother Michael, brother Murphy, brother Tim, all the men of God have stepped through the door, but tonight is your night. I said tonight is your night. It's time to step through the door of hope. I said it's time. Amen to step out of depression and step into hope. Come on church. It's time to shake off the fear. It's time to shake off the victim mentality. I said it's time to shake off the victim mentality. I said it's time to shake off the victim mentality. I said it's time. I said it's time to shake off the victim mentality. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying the revelation has opened the door of hope to you. Now, either I say it or bust. Man was born, man died. Man was born, man died. Man was born, man died. All the way up to a man named Enoch. 
But Enoch received a revelation of a rapture. Now, either I say this or I don't feel like I'm fulfilling what God sent me here to say. You've got to accept this message as the only O-N-L-Y. Only way to a rapture. Not a spare way. Not a maybe way. Perhaps a better way. It's the only way into the rapture. Now I might as well say it. Brother Branham wasn't born in a perfect family. He wasn't born in a perfect home. But he was packing water to a moonshine steel. And the pillar of fire appeared to him and interrupted the course of his life. Are y'all hearing me? Interrupted the course of his life and changed the course of his life. How did he do it? By delivering unto him a message. Now, you say, Brother Andrew, you're getting way out there. Well, am I really? Brother Andrew, this message is too hard. This revelation is too hard. This opening of the word, it's too hard. Well, Andrew, these, these seals, they're just, it's just too hard. It's too hard for me. I'm just a kid. It's too hard for me to believe this. Brother Bram said, God gave Mary a message. It was a hard message for that child to believe, for she was nothing but a girl. But he gave her something to believe that was more outstanding and hard to believe than anything he had ever given anyone to believe. You know what he gave her to believe? A virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Brother Abraham said, and I'm, I'm tying this together. God dwelling the creation he had was the super sign. He come to the earth through a borrowed womb of a woman. He left the earth through a borrowed grave. He said, now watch. Another thing, the word was made dust, flesh, and dwelt among us. The Jehovah, the word, become human, become dust, tabernacle with us. Everlasting sign shall never end. Then again, he must be the seed of Abraham. Abraham, of course, was the seed of Eve. He was the woman's seed that was to bruise the serpent's head. But Abraham, if you can catch it, he had faith in God, which united the spirit of God with the flesh of man. That's where the faith comes from. There's why he cut could be Abraham's seed. Not all flesh, but the uniting of spirit and flesh together. God making himself, are you ready for this? Tearing out, rooting out all evil, and bringing into submission the flesh, the dust he created. Now, y'all dramatize this with me for just a second, okay? The angel comes to Mary and tells her all those things we read in Luke chapter 1. And you're Mary, okay? You're Mary. And the angel gives you this direct message. And you look at the angel. The angel looks at you. And when he gets done, you're still looking at him. He's still looking at you. And the only thing you can say is, be it unto me. The only thing you can say is be it unto me. The angel didn't take her and throw her down on the ground and say, believe this. You're going to do this. Hear me, Mary? I wish I was a preacher right now. 
The only thing she did was come under the influence of the message of the hour. And it was so powerful as she was hearing the vision, it was bringing her flesh into submission. Do you know why the devil don't want you to hear this? Because service in and service out, your flesh is getting weaker. Come on, church. By the time the angel got done with Mary, she couldn't argue with the message. She couldn't contemplate the message. She couldn't dispute the message. The message had so weakened her flesh and brought it into a place of submission that all she could say was be unto me according to the word. But in the days of the voice of the seven. So, come on church I didn't argue with this message but as you listen to tape on top of tape and service on top of service your flesh is getting weaker I said your flesh is getting weaker your flesh is getting weaker but there's an inward man there's an inward man on the inside of you and he's getting stronger he's getting stronger listen friends the devil don't want it to happen but he cannot stop it it has been written it has been spoken there is going to be a rapture there is going to to be a body change. There is going to be a little faith woman that's going to walk out of Laodicea. Can I say this? Here she is. Here she is. She's not coming. She's not on her way. She's here. You are she. This message. Oh God, this message has so weakened our human ambitions. It has so weakened our own desires. It has so defeated our flesh. That it's brought it right down to a spot that you hear the preacher say, You're going in a rapture. And your flesh is so defeated by this message, all you can say is, Hallelujah! You hear the promises of this word. And all you can say is. You hear the opening of the word. And all you can say. Be it. Unto me. You remember when you first heard it? Remember when you first heard it and you was all on fire? And you was all fired up? And then the devil started here and the devil started there. Amen. But you didn't give up. You didn't give up. You kept on praying. You kept on listening. You kept on. Come on. Come on, young people. Can I say this to you? Can I say this to you? Right now, you're amening things you couldn't amen last year. Right here tonight in this winter camp, you're amening things you couldn't amen last year. You know why? Because you've been in the vision. You've been laying in the Word. You've been dying out to yourself. You've been crucifying the flesh. You've been surrendering to the message of the hour. And now you're like Mary. All you can say, Tommy, is be it unto me according to thy Word. Let there be a rapture. Let there be a revival. Let there be a breakthrough. Let there be a miracle. Let there be a body change. That's all I can say. That's all I can say. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say rejoice here tonight. I say rejoice, Mary. I say rejoice. I say rejoice. 
I say rejoice. I say receive it. I said receive it. Receive the revelation of the opening of the word as a door of hope in the valley of Achor. He's real. I said he's real. He's real. I'm not a crazy man, young lady. He's real. The same angel that was there with Mary is in this building tonight. He's looking for somebody. He's looking for a Mary. He's looking for somebody that'll just submit and say, be it unto me. He's looking for somebody. He's had his achings. He's had his... He's had his arguers and his debaters. He's just looking for somebody. Oh, God. Some of y'all right now, it's over you so strong you can't even stand it. You know what it is? It's not me. It's the angel. Come on, I don't have to stand here and say, Ooh, I see the angel. Oh, I think the angel's here. Ooh, I feel the angel. I stand here tonight with the supreme assurance that the angel of the Lord is in this building because William Branham said, Wherever the message is preached, the angel of the Lord accompanies the message. Then the same angel that met William Branham is in this building tonight to meet every young person and bring their life into submission to the vision. Devil is too late. Devil is too late. The word has sealed the womb of the bride. Hallelujah. Be it unto me. According to thy word. Brother Tom, I'm not a crazy man. But there's a door of hope in this building tonight. And I see it as clear as I'm looking at you. Young man, as clear as I'm looking at you, I see a door of hope. I see a door of hope. I'm not, I'm not a worked up emotionalist. I'm a message preacher. I see a door of hope. I've listened to too many tapes of William Branham. I see a door of hope. Come on, church. And the only thing you got to do, sis, is take a step. All you got to do is take a step. It's right in front of you, young man. It's right in front of you. You want a healing? Take a step. You want a miracle? Take a step. You want a deliverance? Take a step. Come on. What do you think this rapture is? It's another step. Brother Tom, how do I know that the next step I take, I might not step into my theophany? How do I not know that the next step I take, I might step from time into eternity? I have come submitted to the message of the hour, and all I can say is be it unto me, Lord. I give myself to this message. I give myself to the revelation. I can speak in tongues right now. Hallelujah. I give myself to it. Use me, Lord. Satan, take your hands off. Satan, take your hands off. We give ourselves. We give ourselves to this revelation. Let our musicians come tonight.
Take a step. Take a step. Just go ahead tonight and take a step. Brother Tom, let's just take a step. Brother Michael, let's just take a step. It's a door of hope. The devil that's told you you're hopeless is a liar. Brother Ken, you agree with me? He's a liar. The devil is a liar. Brother, you agree with me? Sister Ella, I know you agree with me. The devil is a liar. Sister Joanne, you agree with me? The devil's a liar. And the message is the truth. It's a new day. It's a door of hope. Now, I know what that devil tells you. Because he's told me the same thing, Brother Victor. Told me the same thing, buddy. It's too late. It's over. You're finished. But you know what I say? I say, how can somebody that didn't start me finish me? Brother Tom, if I call you up in the morning or Monday morning, I say, Brother Tom, I quit working for you. I'm done. I'm finished. I'm walking off. I'm finished. I'm not working for you another day. Hear me? I'm done. I'm leaving. I'm finished. I'm not working for you over. Brother Tom says, okay, Brother Andrew, but there's only one problem. You didn't start working for me. So, so I know we're pals, but, but how can you stop? You didn't start. I quit. I'm finished. I'm not working for I can't I can't do it no more. But Brother Andrew, listen, you didn't start. Some of y'all are sitting right there tonight saying, God, I'm finished. I can't serve you another day. I can't take another trial. I can't face another situation. God, I'm stopping. And God's saying, okay, try it. Go ahead and try it. And the problem is, you can't stop yourself because you didn't start yourself. You can't stop yourself because you didn't start yourself. You didn't save yourself. You didn't redeem yourself. You didn't pre. The only one that can stop you is the one that started you. And God didn't start you to go halfway. He sent this message to allure you. So y'all forgive me tonight, but I'll say this. Trapped in Laodicea, and God injects a message as a door of hope and gets your attention. And lures you right out of Laodicea over into the bride age where there's all these promises, where there's all this reality, where there's a seven course meal, and where there's a promise of a body change. Listen, 
The rapture is happening in this building tonight. It's in process. It's been spoken. So shall it be. A few years ago, I was down at Brother Donnie Reagan's preaching, and I was there on the day after or something, just walking around. I think it's a new church. And brother there, some of you may know him, Brother Harvey. Harvey Lunsford, he came up to me. He said, Brother Andrew, he said, I was in the message of the rapture. I was in that sermon, Brother Ben, preached the rapture tape. And I said, really, Brother Harvey? He said, yeah. He said, Brother Andrew, I'll tell you something. He said, I am shocked that we have a recording audible enough to listen to that sermon. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, people were talking. People were, they were, they were cutting up. They were carrying on. He said, they were loud. He said, a prophet stand there trying to preach. I said, Brother Harvey, if you was there, I got one question for you. What about that woman that tried to stop Brother Bram? Remember on tape, Brother Bram's preaching. He says, now, he said, she's telling me to stop back there, and I'm sorry. He said, but give her the money for the extra time in the room. I said, what about her? He said, Brother Andrew, he said, she's standing back there smoking a cigarette in the door, telling a prophet to stop preaching. Standing back there, telling a prophet to stop but you know what, Thomas? He didn't stop. You know why? Because this bride had to have the spoken word revelation to take a rapture by. And he kept putting it out there. Come on, church. Y'all imagine Isaiah up there preaching and he says, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. Behold, a virgin shall conceive. You imagine the opposition come in the room when he said those words. He said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive. And all of a sudden, maybe it was like a wet blanket. Just, But he kept on preaching. He kept on laying it out there because there had to be a recorded record. There had to be a, there had to be a recorded description that when that Messiah come on the scene, Brother Tommy, there was something they could take it back to and say, This is that. What was spoken is in manifestation. You know why a prophet couldn't walk off the scene early? Is I had to have something to preach to you from. I had to be able to look in the Word and hear a prophet say there's going to be an overcomer. Read it right out of here and look over here and say this day, this scripture is fulfilled. It shall be even. It shall be even as it was told me. How many can raise your hands tonight and say be it? unto me be it unto me how many can say tonight I yield myself I yield myself to the revelation of the age I'm living in how many will receive the words of a vindicated prophet you receive it tonight? Then I'm going to speak it over you. I'm going to prophesy over you by a vindicated prophet. When you really realize that God has revealed to you the truth of the thing, there's nothing in the world is going to defeat you in it. You are absolutely undefeatable. Not you, but God that's in you. Not the body, but the word that was in him. Not Mary. But the word that was born from her. The word of God is made manifest here tonight. It takes away circumcises, takes away doubt, takes away sickness, 
brings perfect deliverance. We pray the Holy Spirit will fall upon this people and give to them the power of faith to believe that the presence of the omnipotent Christ is here now. There's a door of hope. There's a door of hope here tonight. Hallelujah. I feel the pull. you tonight. Be the word, hallelujah. I 
in here tonight pulling it's pulling at your heart hallelujah hallelujah oh his voice is speaking here tonight that angel that met Mary and gave a direct message. I believe that one that met William Branham and gave a direct message. I believe that angel's in this building tonight. As I've been ministering the word, I've been watching the influence of the angel. As the revelation is being preached, it's beginning to influence hearts and it's influencing lives. Now, with every head bowed, every eye closed here tonight, there's a door of hope for whatever your situation is tonight. My brother Andrew, my parents are divorced, and my mom left the message, my dad left the message, my whole family left, went through this issue, this problem, this situation. Now, that excuse has closed God off to you. That excuse has made you cold. It's put your fire out. It's got you where you can't receive from the message no more. You can't receive from a pastor. There's no hope for me, Brother Andrew. And I come here tonight to tell you there's a door of hope. Hallelujah. There's a door of hope in this building tonight. A challenge of faith to step through it. Take a step tonight. Go beyond that complex. Go beyond that fear. Go beyond that cold theology. Go beyond it tonight. There's a door of hope. And that door is the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. His presence is just moving right now. The altar is open if you want to come and kneel down and just talk to the Lord. If you need prayer, we'll be glad to pray with you individually tonight. There's a door of hope. There's a door of hope. Heavenly Father, Lord, I feel your spirit in this building tonight. But Lord, if I didn't feel you by the natural sense, I have a super sense, the sixth sense. And Lord, it's the sense of faith. Dear God, it's declaring to my heart tonight that there's changes taking place. Even now, Lord. Lord, there's hopeless situations turning into testimonies right now. Lord, there's spirits being broken over the minds of your children even now, Lord. Father, your word is a door of hope tonight. Father, you have descended into this generation as the mighty angel with an open book. And Lord, you've ripped off those seals. The voice of the Creator has thundered. The revelation is now in the body. Rapture and faith is in the bride. The third pull has started the rapture and motion process. Now, Father, every devil in hell is doing everything they can to lock that door to this bride, to this generation. But, Lord, this message is a door that no man can shut. And when it's shut, no man can open it, Lord. So, Father, I pray for every Mary here tonight. Lord, as Mary stood there that day and she listened to the angel, she heard him say, you're going to be overshadowed. And she overheard him. She, over, she heard him say, you're going to bring forth a son. He's going to be the most highest. And Lord, you went through all those details with him. Lord, you gave her a direct message. And when you got done, hallelujah, when you got done, all she could say was, be it unto me, Lord. Lord, the preaching of the message, the declaring of the message brought her flesh into submission to bring forth the manifestation of what she was hearing. Father, give us grace to preach this message. Give us courage to say what a prophet said, to bring the flesh of our lives into submission to your divine plan for our lives. Lord, when we hear that, may we be able to say, be it unto me, Lord. Be it unto me, Lord. I wonder tonight, friends, with every head bowed, every eye closed, as the angel of the Lord accompanies the message, as he's speaking to your heart things right now from this revealed seven-seal message. Is there a Mary among us tonight that can just say, Be it unto me. Be it unto me, Lord. Hallelujah. What about you in the back? Can you just say, Be it unto me, Lord. These things are hard to believe, but be it unto me. These things are beyond human effort, but be it unto me, Lord. I don't know how I'm going to take my body to meet the theophany one day, but be it unto me, Lord. I don't know how that some morning between six and nine, I'm going to be standing in the mirror and cool sweeps going to come over me and loved ones are going to appear, but be it unto me, Lord. I don't know how my wayward brother, my wayward sibling is going to come back, but be it unto our family, Lord. I don't know how healing is going to take place in my body, but be it unto me, Lord. Crucify that flesh tonight with the message of the hour and bring it into submission. Hallelujah. Would you lead us in something?
Ah, yes. That's it tonight. According to your word, according to
to sing the song again, I feel the pull. I was just thinking, listening, as Brother Andrew was saying, just while everybody's praying here, I want to stay in just a real reverent atmosphere tonight. As he said, a door of hope is before you. And I was thinking of how there in Noah's day, there was a wide open door that stood before the world. As an ark was being built, it was their only way of escape to get through the other side of the flood. There was only one door of safety. There was only one ark of safety. There was only one message that Noah was speaking. I thought about that door that stood there open before the people and some that would have even come and they would have stepped and maybe even peeked inside and looked inside the ark as they were in a presence maybe they were like in a service like tonight and there that open door before them was there and they just stood and peeked and stepped back from the doorway and and then they maybe stood and peeked and looked in again and stepped back from the doorway and we know that there was only a few select people that went through the door and I thought Lord surely tonight there wouldn't be a door of your message that was being preached as the open word is was being preached tonight and the, the revelation that brings hope in this day is none other than another Noah's message another uh, doorway of an, of an ark that is being opened I thought oh God may nobody here in this little building this chapel peek in and take a look into the ark of safety and step back and walk away and walk through the doors of this chapel and miss that moment where they could have stepped into the ark and have been saved forevermore Saints, this is your hour tonight. This is your moment. If, you, if you're even feeling the slightest tug, I say step through the door. May God so pull you this evening and draw you to His side. Don't be stepping back and looking at the ark. And as the rain came down and the flood started to come, they would have looked and said, I looked inside that and I can't get in anymore. I said, oh God, would you come tonight? Prick our hearts make a move do something just make something different tonight as we sing i feel the pull and just allow the lord just respond to him tonight i would pray it might not be for salvation it might be for healing or deliverance it might be for a friend or a loved one it's a door of hope open to you may those in our seats may we just pull for those that are here Maybe you need to come and pray for one that's here. Let's enter into the burden for those that are here. Oh God, this is a moment we're in a very, we're in the very moment where the supernatural is beginning to explode in this little chapel. I want to be in the center of it. Let's sing that song, but Orion, I feel the pull here. I feel the pull. Oh, I hear the Lord, may your spirit move tonight. And his spirit's moving me. Oh, to give my own. Oh, he speaks to me. Oh, and I agree. Oh, Lord, lead. Control. I feel the pull. Sing that second verse now. I want to hear the word, and with each line and phrase, is 
Isn't that what hap is happening tonight? Oh, he was drawn, drawn me to live in a higher place. Amen. Let that deep call now. And there's a deep call to the deep like a great man. I'll reach my goal. Amen. You'll reach your goal. Step through the door tonight.
Spirit tonight, that's what you can do. dismissed if we could really grasp a hold of that statement and that quote if he was here which he is here what would we be doing what really would you be asking for in his presence if if you really believe that he was here what is on your heart you know I need him to intervene with and I want I just thought tonight this isn't this is just begun I thought the brothers that are at a prayer meeting let's make this a little prayer meeting right now Let's, 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 let's just stop the singing for a moment and enter into prayer. Everyone here in your pew, like we do at a prayer meeting, we put the needs before the people. And then we bind our hearts together in prayer. Maybe you need to be here praying with somebody. Maybe you need to kneel in your, in your chair, in your pew, and put your arm around the next person beside you. Maybe it's you standing, but I, I'm just going to give us an opportunity. Lord, let's just go into prayer. Let's go into divine intervention. What if here tonight, by each one of us here interceding for the needs of our people, if each one somebody here can touch the throne of grace tonight let's just go into prayer here tonight young people counselors parents at the back nobody here i don't want nobody observing i don't want nobody just thinking and watching what's happening this is the moment that god has desired to bring us to and i'm not about to let the enemy get by and be casual and put somebody in just a state of, of innocuous place but we're here to mean business with god so i'm putting my microphone down let's go to prayer and see god move on this scene tonight
thinking just to drink and live. But from a broken sister, amen, let's sing this with our heart, with no life to give. And all this world can offer me just will not satisfy. Oh Lord, lead me to that fountain. Your presence is divine. Amen. Oh, and only you, Lord. by the word tonight desiring Lord that you would your purpose what you've ordained for this evening Lord would be come to exact fruition Lord not that we'd miss a moment but 
Lord, some man might fault us, Lord, or somebody might have a thought, well, you're just lingering a little bit. Maybe there's a soul that, Lord, is just right on the edge, and there's just been a battle of their mind. Doubt has been assailing them, and, Lord, you're speaking, and, Lord, your atmosphere is here, but, Lord, still maybe just one. You're just wanting, oh, God, we just want to give that opportunity as you would move and deal. Lord, for it's worth it. Every soul is worth it, Lord. And my Redeemer is faithful and true. I love this song. And everything.
we give him praise tonight. Can we thank him? Hallelujah. I want to praise him tonight. We can't have a service like that, that was God-ordained for this moment in time and not just worship him. Not tell him how much we love him. As Brother, as Brother Andrew said, the devil was just too late. <laughs> too late. Isn't that lame when you get too late to something? You're like, I missed it? You know, it's all gone? Yeah, and Satan tried to get you and he walked up to the doors. Brother Andrew was speaking and there, it's just too late to get you. God already got a hold of you. Amen. He tried to make you doubt or drag you through some different things, but God still had a hold of you. He just had a time to bring you to the revelation of who you are in this day. Amen. And this victory, I wrote it down in my notes, this victory lasts forever. It's not a temporary thing. Amen, Brother Victor. This, I wrote your name down. Brother Victory, Brother, Brother Victory. Oh, my. Amen, Brother Victor. There it is. I'm calling you Brother Victory from here on out. Because your victory lasts forever. Amen. It isn't just for a span of time. It's not just a camp time victory. If you want an example of somebody that something happened in a moment in a little room somewhere, and then it's forevermore, just look at Brother Victor. Amen, Amen Brother Johnny. Amen. Who's over here somewhere? There you are. Amen. This victory lasts forever. Amen. Who can say my victory lasts forever? How many in the back and counselors and young people that said, yeah, when God met me, it wasn't a temporary victory. It was forevermore, Brother Lerlar. I think he said somebody in here tonight is saying amen to something that had never said amen before last year. And I thought immediately of you. I was like, my goodness, Brother Lerlar is hearing some things he never heard before this time last year. And what were you saying, Brother Lerlar? Amen. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you were. <laughs> Amen. That's God's power to transform. I like when Brother Andrew was saying, he said, you've been brought, you've been brought here for this time. And I was just, you say, well, that's just a simple phrase. But when you actually think about it, that God in the back parts of his mind actually had predestinated and planned for you to be here. You're not just here happenstance. He's like, actually, I need, I, I, I need everybody here that's in this room. I need a sister Anna Hope. I need a sister Isabel. I need a brother Jeff Woman at the back. I need them for, for whatever date it is today. There's going to be a date on August, Saturday, the 17th of February, that day, because I need them there in that time to prove to the devil that my word's going to come by their way. It's going to meet their heart's need. It's going to meet their heart's cry, and they will respond to it. You've been handcrafted by God for this moment. That just, well, that's just for me then. Handcrafted for this moment. We have to believe that, don't we? Your God is that tremendous. Can we sing that? You have, uh, you have your cabins to go to. If that's that exciting, go for it. But my God is tremendous. And I'm much more excited to tell him that. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. He hears me, He helps me, because He's faithful and true. I'm just going to sing and rejoice tonight with Him for what He's done, because I know, you're just going to have to take my word for it, I know God spoke tonight in an incredibly divine way. I know. And so I'm just going to sing His praises. I might be the last one here, 
I might be still singing and shouting. You've all left. Maybe. But that's just what I'm going to do right now. When I'm in need, I call on the Lord. Well, and He hears me. Yes, He helps me. He is faithful. Oh, put your victory voice on you. Pull that one out of your pocket and say, I need my victory voice. He's my companion. Well, my best friend. The only true God. There's no one greater. exclamation mark. Amen. He'll, we'll fight your battles. Oh, yes! That's how that line's sung. 
How about we try that? When you're in trouble, Jehovah Nissi, the great enforcer, oh God Almighty, will fight your battle. Oh yes! You will. Oh, that's a little better. Well, your victory will come. said we need a uh, send, say bye-bye to what? What'd you say bye-bye to? Call it out. Tell me. What'd you say bye-bye to? Somebody said depression. What'd you say bye-bye to? I can't hear you. Fear. Fear. Amen. What else did you say goodbye to? Thank you. I said see you later. Out the door. I thought we need a goodbye party. Open the doors at the back and say, move on out. See you later. Goodbye. Never to come again. When you say goodbye to some, something like that you never want to see again, don't have any expectation of welcoming them back in the door. Hey? So if you send it out the door and you said, peace, I'll be with you, with me. Get out of here. <laughs> don't put the welcome mat with him next month or next year. Say, well, I don't know how you got here, but I'll let you in the door. You send them out, leave them out there forevermore. Amen. Why? Because victory is in the camp tonight. Can I ain't going back? Because I got to sing that song. I, don't, I won't go back. I know there's two songs that way. Sing this with me tonight. I won't go back. That's the one. I've been changed. Amen. Maybe somebody, this is the first time that they can sing this song actually with real this is me this is me I was freed tonight I was delivered tonight I found joy tonight I lost my joy of my salvation but I found it tonight I've been just in turmoil and darkness and fear but I found peace tonight somebody needed grace because they needed they realized that God saved me and sent his grace to me I found grace tonight that's your song tonight amen let's sing that well I've been changed That sounds good. Amen. Sing that with your heart now. Glory. Oh, let the children of the Lord say so.
never gone back. Never gone back. Isn't that incredible? Once and for all. I love that song. Once and for all. It's over. All my chains. So you say, young people, you say, well, is that really possible? Yep. How many hands went up? There you go. Never go back. I want to sing. Maybe just before we go. My iPad turned to dark mode because it's 10 o'clock. I'm like, I can't read that up here. All my notes are gone. Got to go off notes. I don't want to sing rejoice. Look what the Lord has done. As we go back, maybe we have a little snack. But I probably need some help. If you know the words off by heart, Sister Angelica. Probably. Do we have those words even in the book? Book. All right. We don't.
on the crop rent. Just stop and think about it. There ain't no doubt about it. Sing glory, hallelujah. For all he's given to you. Just stop and think about it. Look what the Lord has done. One more time. I love that part. Just stop and think about it. crunched inside you're like glory hallelujah for all brutal amen thank the lord for the platform amen have you enjoyed tonight amen bless his holy name for he hath done great things and i better let you go until we start preaching part i guess another part three but we have tomorrow morning so we want everybody to be fresh rejuvenated snack up there. We can just linger. You can do whatever you feel to do. You can go in here clicking your heels and singing glory. Hallelujah. You know, I didn't even get you know, I, it was in here. I was getting ready to wave it. Amen. We've had a wonderful time. Uh, this is what I live for. This is what I live for. Why don't we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, hearts bursting here tonight, Lord be able to be in your presence one more time to hear the word of the Lord preached Lord in its purity and its power and in its unction Lord not as we've heard tonight not some man's idea or some personality that Lord we're following we're following one thing alone and that's the very word of God the message that's unfolded in this day Lord and that's what captures our hearts that's what thrills our souls that's what changes lives that's what heals bodies oh God Lord, tonight, Lord, you've done wondrous works, Lord. And, Lord, the, the after effects of this moment, Lord, we'll hear, I'm sure, the testimonies of what you've done. Lord, as lives will live on and they'll point back to this, this moment in your presence and say, it's right there that I was changed. Right there as reborn. Right there all my life has never been the same again. And Lord, so we just pray tonight that each one would go to their cabin. Lord, maybe there'll be conversation, maybe a little testimony night. Maybe it's a little testimony on the sea this evening as they go back to the cabin and just start to tell of what you've done for them. Lord, they could rejoice. The atmosphere, Lord, here in this little chapel would continue, not just here in this building, but all over the campground and into the annex, Lord, and into their cabins. Lord, as we would come anticipating and expecting an encounter with you tomorrow morning. Lord, in our Sunday morning services, the rest of the congregation would come to join us. Lord, and they haven't been in this atmosphere, but we'll just bring them into your presence, Lord, with our praise. And Lord, we just have a wonderful time in your presence once more. So I pray, I dismiss, Lord, your people, the children, Lord of God. Lord, may we go out singing and shouting to victory, I pray. In Jesus Christ's name, I commit them to you now. Amen. Amen. Why don't you shake one another's hand? You can sing as we do as you feel to go. We'll just sing victory is mine as you as we're dismissed. Well, victory is mine. God bless you. Victory is mine. Victory today.